Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Brianna's Bandwagon, the podcast. If you listened to the last episode, episode 3, we went over how to choose a platform for your blog, the differences between hosted and self-hosted blogs, and the pros and cons of each. We talked about a domain name, and I went through the pages you should include on your blog or site. I talked about email marketing and the programs for that, and we wrapped up with formatting your blog post and the components that you should always have in each post. Today, in this episode, we will continue by talking about some blogging practices you should be using and some tips, tricks, and tools for your blog. So let's get this episode started. Best blogging practices. When you're starting a blog, you need to remember to set goals because if you don't, you'll never know if you're getting the most out of blogging. Is your goal to make money, get a new job, find people to connect with? You need to define your goals often so you can ask yourself if your blog is helping you meet them. If not, Ask yourself how you can improve your blog in order to meet your goals. Commit to being an expert. No matter what blogging goals you have, if you strive to be an expert in your niche, the fulfillment of your goals is true to fall. So people who are known as experts receive more recognition for their content, and they also tend to have larger audiences. And in turn, they can turn their readers into customers by offering the related products or services. Engage with your audience is really huge. This is something you might not see being done with bigger bloggers. The best way to to stay in tune with your readers is to engage with them who have spawned comments, contact for submission, and join the conversation on social media with them. Also, if your visitors have a blog, be sure to check it out. This will help build stronger relationships with your readers. You will also learn more about what they want, which can help you plan future content. Being consistent and realistic is also really important. So creating a schedule for your blog helps. This is so your blogger, this is so your readers will know when they can expect to hear from you again and when to expect updates and new blog posts. You want to start out with weekly or bi-weekly posts first and you can work your way up to daily posts if that is your goal. You shouldn't sacrifice quantity for quality. And to stay consistent, you can use a calendar. This is to help maintain consistency. You can use Google, calendar, outlook calendar, or even a simple spreadsheet. But if you're like me, I use a paper calendar. You can use it to manage your ideas, plan your content. Be sure to install Google Analytics when you begin. Analyzing data is really crucial. You can see where your traffic is coming from and what social networks are bringing people to your blog. A lot of people want their blog to make a profit in the future, so they want their blog to They want their blog as a full-time job, or maybe even a part-time job. So how do you do that? I will tell you some tips and strategies for making money on your blog. Affiliate Affiliate marketing is one of the top ways. It allows you to generate income by promoting other people's products for a small commission. This is the easiest method to get started with because you can apply to programs with little to no... When you set up your blog, you should also apply for Google AdSense. And this is 
uh, tool to help generate income from advertisers who want to place ads on your blog. So once you apply and you get approved, you can customize ads for links and so you can customize ads for banners, images, and videos to place with code. So if you have a loyal following, you don't really need a large audience to start selling your products and services. All you need is an answer to these two questions. Do people ask me for advice or help? And what do people ask me for advice or help for? The first question is to say if there's a pain market for something, and then you can provide it for people as a saleable product or service. The second question will help you determine what that product or service is. So now I'm going to go over some tools like websites and plugins that are really helpful when blogging. They are some of my favorites that I still use today and I'm sure a lot of you guys know Canva, but Canva is super helpful. You're able to design a variety of content such as social media, graphics, presentations, ads, certificates, and a bunch of other visual content. They have templates for users to use, so it's really easy to use if you don't have the artistic side of design. It also is it also is a free to use platform with a paid version too, but the free version is really good and you don't need the paid version. Google Analytics is something I talked about earlier and you can track so many things with Google Analytics. So you can see what cities and countries users are visiting from. You can find out what devices your audience uses and their interests. You can also determine the channels that drive the most traffic and you can check how users are navigating your site. You also see the pages that are popular and how fast your site loads. You can also learn what people are searching for on your site. There are so many things that Google Analytics allows you to see and do, um, but those are just a few of the top ones I could think of. I discussed in episode three how it's really important to set up an email list with um, automated emails when your blogs post when your blog posts are live. I also briefly talked about MailerLite, but I'll also go over it again. So MailerLite allows me to set up an RSS feed. So whenever new blog posts are live on my blog, it sends an update to my email list subscribers. And this is all automated, a one-time setup. So once I set, it, set up the automation, I don't have to do anything. You can customize your newsletter however you want. And it's really helpful because you don't have to do any work once you set it up. It just emails your email subscribers whenever you have posted on your blog. It also has embedded sign-up forms and pop-up forms for you to include on your blog. So it pops up when someone enters your website or blog and they can sign up. Again, that is also automated. So it's really easy to set up and really helpful for getting your blog posts out there for your readers to read. One of the biggest problems for bloggers are spam comments or just spam in general on forms or on form entries. So one plugin to help with that is the Akismet anti-spam plugin. And this this plugin is used by millions. Akismet is quite possibly one of the best ways to protect your blog from spam. And so it blocks, it checks 
comments and submission forms, and it filters out any ones that register as spam. I really wanted to be certain that no spam comments or entries in my submission forms. So I added another spam plugin called Anti-SpamB. You have a lot of settings you can customize it how you like. When I first started my blog, I made a big mistake by taking my uploaded photos and deleting them from my media section in my uh, WordPress admin. I thought it would free up space and keep the photos in the post, but I didn't realize it would actually delete the photos from the post. So you can see how that was an issue. And I had to go and put the photos back in individually in all my posts. One of the things that would help me was Broken Link Checker. So this is a plugin as well, and it checks your blog for broken links. So this includes missing images too. The nice thing is it notifies you on your admin dashboard of any broken links or images that need fixing. And I wish this was an option when I had my WordPress.com blog back in 2016, because it would have saved me a whole lot of time. In the episode before this, I talked about a contact page, and I talked about using a contact form. One of the best plugins for forms was Forminator. And Forminator, it gathers your user information, and it can be used for a lot of different things, including contact, but it also has captcha option. So the security device that is useful for forms to protect against spam. And I really like that because none of the other plugins for forms had this option. Speaking of reCAPTCHA, uh, the next plugin I'm talking about is, is reCAPTCHA by Best Website. And it protects your WordPress site from spam entries. It is always very important to keep a copy of your blog post or blog somewhere. So this plugin called Updraft Plus Backup Slash Restore was really helpful because it backs up it backs up your blog to Dropbox, Google Drive, uh, email, or other storage platforms. So this is really helpful because you don't need to do anything extra. It does the backup on its own. So it's really helpful if you ever have a problem with your blog and it is deleted somehow. Earlier I talked about writing a disclaimer, privacy policy, or terms and conditions. And it's really hard when you don't know what to write for those and I didn't know what to write when I was on my WordPress.com blog, and so I didn't really have one. But WordPress Auto Terms is a plugin that generates um, privacy policies, terms and conditions, and disclaimers for you. So all you have to do is put your blog information in and it generates it for you, which is really helpful when you don't know what to include, like I did when I started blogging. And this is really important to have on your blog as well. It makes your blog more credible. A lot of times when you go to websites or blogs, you can right-click and download images, but you want to protect your content, then WordPress Content Copy Protection and No Right-Click is a plugin that will, that will not allow this to happen. So when you install this plugin, your readers won't be able to right-click and save any images or copy and paste your content. And this protects your content from others who might want to plagiarize and if they try to, it shows an alert message. It also disables the key controls like Control C, Control V, and it's really easy to use and install. Those are the plugins I found really helpful when I started my blog, but also 
really try to utilize those best practices for blogging that I mentioned earlier as well. Because the more you stay consistent, the more you engage with your audience, the more people will keep coming back. Everything will just run a lot smoother and you'll be more organized as well. So I really hope that this episode and last episode really gave you some tips and guidance on starting a blog. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and be sure to leave a review. Make sure to sign up for the email list so you're notified when new podcast episodes are out. Or follow the podcast on Instagram at briannasbandwagon.pod. Until next time, guys. Thank you.